Smartcast. You are listening to a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hello, everyone. I'm Malik from Mint's personal finance team. In today's episode of Why Not Mint Money, I'll be speaking with a very special guest. He has spent more than a decade teaching people how to save and invest well. His investment newsletter. The Journal of Investing Wisdom has over 90,000 plus subscribers. He conducts detailed courses on investing and has authored 3 books: The Sketchbook of Wisdom, Two Wise Men, and Mental Models. And that's not all. He hosts a podcast called The 1% Show where he speaks with leading investors, CEOs, and money managers. I'd like to welcome Vishal Khandelwal, the founder of Safal Nivesha, which literally means successful investor. to this episode of why not mint money to talk to us about his personal finance journey and much more hi welcome to why not mint money a personal finance podcast where we help you understand basic money concepts and share strategies for you to build your wealth so let's get started on your money journey so vishal before i get to the more specific questions about you know your asset mix I'd like to know, you know, how your uh, personal investment journey began. I mean, uh, how did you get into investing in the first place? So it was largely by accident. So uh, seen my uh, father investing in the stock market, rather trading in the stock market uh, during the Harshal Mehta days, and also during the Kethan Parikh uh, days of dot com dot com boom and bust. So I had some inkling about stock markets, but I uh, actually never consciously thought about getting into stock markets as an investor as an analyst. It was after my MBA that uh, 2003 when I finished. Right, there was there were very few jobs because the Indian economy, the global economy, were just coming out of a recession, and uh, uh, the only job that came my way was that of a stock market analyst. And I had no idea about what the role involved, what the job involved. So I got into it because that was the only job involved. Uh, I had to do something after my MBA, and that is where the journey started. I gradually I started liking my work in terms of researching businesses, understanding companies, uh, talking to management, right. Uh, 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 identifying the kind of strategies that company used to grow their business to create wealth for shareholders, and uh, I started uh, implementing uh, those uh, gradually uh, with my own investments. I have not really looked uh, back since then. Um, over a period of time, I also came in, uh, I came to know more about uh, Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger, who we regard as a couple of the best investors the world has ever seen, and really enamored by the teachings that they've had on investing, on decision and thinking making. uh decision making and thinking and uh, i think uh, that has really served me well so yeah the journey started uh, accidentally but it has evolved well um, probably much better than what i expected when i started in 2003 okay and when you started out like did you say start out by investing directly in stocks or did you take the mutual fund route you know how how was it for you my first investment was a stock right so i was an analyst uh, though by rule we were not allowed to track our own uh, sectors right Uh, but uh, there were certain companies which were out there which i had known ever since my childhood because uh, we were involved in certain kind of businesses uh, as a family right so i had known about some businesses and i realized that they were good businesses so i started investing my money in very small pace small amounts of money in those kind of businesses and i also started with mutual funds sips right uh, I, if i remember my first uh, mutual fund scheme was hdfc prudence fund and i had held on for a long period of time So okay. I started with those uh, well-known, high-quality mutual funds, and uh, not many, just a couple of them, and yeah, couple of stocks as well. Okay, what was like? If you remember, like, what was your first stock investment ever? Like the first stock that you bought? 
the first talk which i bought was i think hindustan unilever that was in 2003 i held on for around 5 years uh, i sold it out because i needed the money but yeah uh, that was the first talk that i oh. owned okay how did you come up with the idea of uh, safal nivesha can you know how has the journey been like when did you found it and uh, you know how did you even come up with the name of course and uh, the idea and did you realize it would become so popular over the years No I think the idea was serendipitous right oh, I was uh, coming from a marwadi family it's very difficult for one person to work under someone else or work on a job we've, we've trained to be business owners or businessmen or business people right there was definitely something in the genes in terms of doing something on my own but uh, I never thought about it right I'm very secured in my job comfortable salary addicted to the salary and all those kind of things but in 2008 uh, in the fifth year of my job when the stock market crashed and there was a global financial crisis Uh, in the first five years of my career, I realized that every recommendation that I made, every analysis that I made, was going right. So, uh, as analyst, you start thinking of yourself as the master of the universe, right? Because all your stock picks do well. You don't realize that it, it's largely the bull market. It's largely a matter of luck that you're doing well, and not not only your skill. But 2008 came, markets crashed. I saw a lot of my distant family members lose a lot of their money. I saw my friends lose a lot of their money. Uh, uh given the fact that they were taking tips from uh, brokers and the wrong advices from a lot of other investment advisors so uh, i realized that probably that was my calling in terms of having learned what is the right way of investing having learned from people like buffett and munger i realized that i probably need to go on ground and teach people how not to lose their money but i did not start in 2008 because i had a financial liability in the form of a home loan right so uh, uh, my first target was to invest and save as much money so so i could repay my home loan and in 2008 uh, around december or january i completely repaid my home loan thanks to my savings and thanks to my sips and all those investments and also thanks to the markets and i completely uh, moved out of uh, my home loan liability and that was a moment i just uh, offered my resignation and said i am i'm leaving right uh, uh, when uh, someone asked me a lot of people asked me what are you going to do so i wanted to uh, get into content writing so write for others write for myself start a blog um i never had an idea of exactly what i was going to do so content writing was writing was something which i really loved ever since my childhood uh and coming from the stock market i realized that i could put that writing to use uh so i started on this initiative called safal niveshak and the reason i chose the name safal niveshak which is a hindi term for successful investor because i wanted to start a hindi financial literacy website right uh, i realized that this everything in english but not many people in the hindi heartland or hindi speaking uh, community actually understand what investing is all about and how not to lose their money so i i started safal nivesh with that idea but then i realized okay uh, uh, probably there are there's a bigger audience in terms of english speaking and english understanding even in the hindi heartland and i uh, coming from an english medium school right uh, <laughs> despite speaking hindi at home i was more comfortable thinking and writing in english than hindi uh, so i tried in hindi for some time but then i think I realize that no I think I'll start with English and probably take up Hindi website sometime in the future which I have not been able to. Sure. So that is how I kept the name Safal Niveshak uh, I was not so sure if I was so sure whether the brand name would really make some sense to people uh, yeah. uh, and whether the uh, uh, initiative would actually reach to uh, so many countries outside India non English speaking countries outside India and people would still talk to me people would st- still buy my services and in books I probably would have kept some other name and not Safal Niveshak but then I never looked back I I thought that it is work, working the name is working let's keep it probably it's a lucky charm for me
yeah so, yeah it kind of i think stands out because it's different name so maybe it has worked so a lot of people <laughs> that's right a lot of people who write emails to me even from india and outside india actually call me safal they don't they don't know that my name is vishal Oh, say they okay. think it's my name right so uh, people still don't <laughs> understand a lot of people still don't understand that safal nivesh means successful investor yeah, but yeah. i've kept at it so i think that's perfectly fine with me that, that's very nice <laughs> so i mean if you know you were to like when you said you know you had a job and then you moved on to you know starting safal nivesh and this you did after you had prepaid your home loan at that point in time did it require a lot of adjustments on your part or you know was your family little concerned about this move from having a regular paycheck to you know starting something of your own i mean how was the transition for you no i think transition was smooth because my family was more supportive of me than i myself was they were more confident in my probably abilities or good luck than i myself was especially my spouse my wife so when i started as i mentioned i repaid uh, prepaid all my home loans so there were very few amount of savings that i was left with probably being from a conservative background right i realized that i should keep at least one and a half two years of savings uh, mm. before i quit my job uh, and start something of my own and because a lot of those savings disappeared in uh, keeping my home loan i actually started around one and a half two years of savings in my bank account uh, believing that i should at least give myself that much time to do something of my own to to actually realize the fruits of doing something of my own immediately after uh, quitting my job uh, my son was born just a couple of months later and and he was born premature so like 2 3 months premature mm-hmm. and there was hospitalization required for around a month or like right. 18 to 20 days that took away almost 50% of those that one and a half years of savings mm-hmm. so that was like a shocker for me that i started with one and a half two years of savings and 50% of that disappeared in hospitalization so again on a back burner but complete support from my wife and uh, believing that okay something can happen we need to put in the hard work and let uh, good luck and lo- let the best wishes of elders really take us up places <laughs> so i just moved on i had no plan b i never thought about going back to a job but no plan b and just working on plan a and kept working on it and i think it turned out really well for me great in fact yeah. coming to like a more specific question like coming to some numbers if you were to yeah. talk about you know your current asset mix how is your like portfolio split between uh, equity debt um, real estate Sure. As far as my financial asset mix is concerned, uh, uh, I see ninety-five percent is equity, and uh, around five percent is debt. Uh, gold is also for personal use. Not much of gold. I don't really believe too much in gold, except uh, when I have to listen to my wife. Uh, alternative investments, there are no alternative investments. Um, uh, cash, uh, I maintain cash only from emergency funds perspective, and that I generally have around uh, eight, eight, nine months of emergency funds in my okay. bank account or liquid funds. But apart from that, uh, real estate only for consumption. Equity debt ninety five percent, five percent. Okay, so overwhelmingly, obviously, uh, equity. Yes, yes. Okay, and within equity, I mean, would it be okay to assume that you are largely investing directly into stocks, and the mutual funds is like a small portion of it, or like what's the? Yes, so mutual funds basically, uh, I've invested in some funds uh, uh, in my wife's name, in my kids' names. and also for tax saving purposes so uh, mutual funds would be less than 10% i would say 90% would be direct stocks for me. okay and vishal do you invest in uh, international stocks or you are all for indian equity no i don't in- invest in international stocks but i own a mutual fund which in- invests in international stocks so i have some exposure over there indirectly through a mutual fund but not okay. directly okay would you yeah. like to mention which mutual fund scheme this is uh yeah it's parak parik flexi cap fund okay sure and uh, in terms of like you know you just said that you like to buy and hold stocks for the long term and you look for good businesses and only if the business fundamentals change did you do you think of selling it or if you need cash 
So, um, in terms of that, does that largely translate you into investing essentially into large caps, or do you also invest in uh, mid and small caps? I mean, do you have like a split for how you are spread across these market segments? I don't uh, really consciously choose a split in between these two, but if I were to just look at my portfolio, I think thirty percent would be large caps, around forty uh, percent uh, would be mid caps, and another thirty percent would be small caps. So, mid and small caps will be seventy percent, and large caps will be thirty percent. Okay, sure. And and these are basically like you said, all your stocks. You your intention is always to hold them for the long term. That that's the view. With buy and never sell. Stock. I would rather say buy and never sell. Till the okay. time the business remains good, never sell. So thinking like an owner, I would okay. never sell sell a stock till the time the business remains good. Okay, great. So like you know, you do a lot of direct stock investing. So I mean, uh, any stock that has worked for you, any stock purchase that worked really well for you. that you like to talk uh, about yeah so like i mentioned i don't talk about stock specifically okay so one stock which i have talked about in my workshops as well which has done really well for me and i have been holding that for almost like 8 9 years uh, is pedilite industries and uh, yeah that has done really well for me is like more than a 10 times for me okay. around 12 times for me so yeah okay and it continues to be part of your portfolio yeah 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 as i mentioned buy and never sell <laughs> till the time the business Great. remains good Please? to continue with the first thing uh, that's not a recommendation pedilite i've been owning it for many many years right but that's not a recommendation so okay, it's sure. it's something that is worked for me yeah Okay, great. Um, this a, a stock that has not worked for me. Again, I have written about more of my mistakes on my blog, and there are two or three stocks. Go to Leela Venture when I bought them, and I realized that it was a bad business. So it, I lost some money in the initial part of my career. Then uh, Swaraj Engines is another company which I bought. Uh, it was a good business. It remained a good business, but but I sold the stock just because the stock was not moving for three years. Oh. And uh, one company which I bought and thinking that the stock was cheap, but it act- actually was not cheap. And many many years back was Urban Limited. So okay. these three stocks have not done well for me. Yeah. Okay, and in terms of your like overall portfolio return, which essentially is your like equity return, wh- what has been the return like you know since inception, and what would inception be in your case? So uh, my uh, stock in in the sense inception would be I think 2011 uh, onwards because as I said I sold everything to repay my housing loan and I started building my portfolio from scratch again 2010 onwards. So uh, I think I generally don't track CAGRs much because I am focused on business quality and intrinsic values. But uh, I think it should be uh, around 18% CAGR for me for the okay. last 10 years, 10 10 years, 10 plus years, around 11 years. That that's very yeah. impressive. Okay, oh, okay. Also, uh, Vishal, like again, I think this is something people must ask you like a lot of time. And you were of course said you know buy and never sell. but uh, if you were to talk specifically in terms of any investment strategy that has worked for you would you like to highlight something or some any missed opportunities that you've had or you know some investment mistakes if we may so call it that you you know you have learned from it over the years there are so uh, just to give an example so uh, the first stock which i actually wanted to buy in my life was asian paints and not hindustan deliver in 2003 and i uh, wanted to that by, at that time i think the stock was priced compared to current levels that stock was priced somewhere around 20 rupees per share okay. that time and uh, when i called up my broker to uh, place an order for say 10000 rupees of uh, asian paints because the salary was not much and saving was, so that was a small amount at that time uh, the broker said the stock has jumped 20% in the last two days do you still want to buy i said i said no wait for the stock to fall by 20% So I realized early in my life is that if you are a long term investor and if your investment horizon is horizon is say 10 years 20 years or more a 10 20 or 30 40 50 percent jump or a drop in a stock price is not going to make a meaningful difference if you like a business you should be paying up for that 
even if the stock has increased by say 50% or it has doubled but your investment horizon is say 15 years 20 years that 100% uh, in quick time or that 20% or 50% jump before you buy it actually is not going to make a huge amount of difference i would not wait now if i find a good quality business uh, uh, for a long term perspective i'm not going to wait for the stock to fall to a comfortable or a very cheap price because stocks don't good quality business don't fall to cheap levels anymore because everyone knows about businesses and all those kind of things uh, so a way an investor can build an edge over other investors is to just have a long term horizon by high quality business probably sometimes pay up for the high quality business not overpay or not pay any price sure. but uh, pay sufficiently reasonable price for high quality business and uh, just uh, stay with those kind of businesses for as long as they keep delivering performance rather than thinking oh the stock has become expensive let me sell or the markets have become expensive let me sell now and buy when the markets crash the market timing never works it it works for either people who are very very smart or people who are very very lucky mostly for people who are very very lucky right which are rare got it and in terms of something that has really worked for you like apart from this buy and never sell fundamental strategy that has worked for me is to avoid noise completely i think that's the most fundamental thing so um, though you are coming from a newspaper i don't read newspapers uh, i avoid uh, but you do read the guru portfolio series <laughs> i i i like the guru portfolio series because i think uh, the, there are some ideas in terms of how people are investing their money just from from that perspective uh, but the point is that i avoid uh, most of social media except uh, like posting my articles and ideas on twitter but in terms of consumption i avoid most of social media and noise because that is really fundamental for you to become a sensible long term investor most of the time in investing we are not investing we are either envying others we are fearing uh, the future or missing out we are indulging in short term trading right uh, we are regretting the past but we are not investing right so if you focus only on investing largely which is understanding what you are getting into buying high quality business if you are that kind of an investor and sticking to your process for a long period of time right and being patient with that process for a long period of time i think that's the idea of investing for me and that's the most fundamental thing which i advise to anyone who's starting out as an investor okay in fact just going back a little bit in time uh, so like you know when we had the march 2020 covid 19 market crash how were you positioned then like did you buy more stocks or you know how how did you react to the market situation at that point in time having seen 2008 personally with my own money uh, to even uh, uh, other crashes around 2015 i was i was very well prepared. i would not say, i would not say very well but better prepared to deal with something like this uh, i realized that if world is going to end nothing of this is going to matter as well but in case the world is not ending <laughs> right this was an amazing opportunity after 2008 so i invested and, uh, and luckily for me i had some cash at that point of time through my business income and business and i invested uh, of that cash i invested around 50% in march and april 2020 that was the biggest investment i ever made in the previous 10 years in a given year and i invested that money in the two months of march and april 2020 and like a typical investor i thought that okay the world may end uh, or the markets are going to crash let me wait for the markets to crash further right and uh, we realized that it was such a sharp decline it was such even a sharper rise Yeah. so i the remaining 50% that i wanted to invest that time i kept waiting 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 and i did not get a time to buy them though i gradually invested some of that money but i realized that in hindsight i got lucky and i think that i got smart that time based on my experience that i invested 50% of my money and that was a large amount from my perspective but i could i probably could have invested more but there's no end to regrets 
So I know. Yeah. And in terms of insurance, uh, Vishnu, I mean, do you have health and life insurance? I mean, what what do you think about insurance? Yeah, there are just two kind of insurance that I have. One is uh, health insurance, the mediclaim which I have for me and my family, and the other is pure uh, life, which is term insurance which I have on myself. Yeah. So two insurance. Okay. That's it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. kind of like you know getting to a slightly more philosophical question i mean um, what does kind of you know what does wealth uh, mean to you okay so i uh, generally look at wealth as a way of achieving uh, independence right to do yeah. what i want to do uh, the work i want when i want with the kind of people i want and wherever i want so post covid again you know a lot of first time investors came into the market how would you like you know what would you say to people who are entering the market for the first time how should they go about it is there like a simple process for a diy investor to kind of you know ensure that their first entry into the market results in like a good experience for them so it, it, it entirely depends on how do you define good experience do you define good experience as making money in the first two years of first one or six months of your investment journey or you are looking to enjoy the process of identifying good businesses if you've learned about that and you're still waiting for that good experience five years 10 years down the line right so it entirely depends on what your investment horizon is but the first advice and the most important advice that i give to any person new person who's starting out as an investor as an investor in the markets is is again that philosophical advice of knowing yourself Mm-hmm. right uh, uh, there's a very wise uh, uh, quote from george goodman who went by the name of adam smith who said that if you don't know who you are the stock market is an expensive place to find out right so a lot of youngsters who delved who who speculated in cryptocurrencies who speculated in stocks in the last 2 years and who lost a lot of money we rely, we know that they lost a lot of money thought that investing uh, in uh, stocks or speculating in cryptocurrencies is as simple as people make it sound like which is not true right so if you are not patient you mm. cannot be a long term investor right and if you are patient right you will not indulge in trading mm. right so very important to know what kind of person you are what kind of risks that you can take what kind of commitments do you have a lot of people mm. from the very first saving it's very important to start investing from right from the very first amount of income that you earn but you should not be speculating that with that income because you are just starting out your life you have a lot of financial commitments coming up in the next 4 5 years maybe your marriage maybe your higher education or maybe repaying your housing loan if you indulge in trading and speculation you lose a lot of that money and you think okay i'm too young i have a long runway and i can make up that money no i think youngsters need to avoid big mistakes early on in their life when uh, a, even a small destruction in the wealth can really wipe them off and that can leave them with a sense of agony and distrust on the financial system of course the most important thing is focused on what you are doing now which is the process you have no control on the returns that you're going to make the outcome is never in your control the only thing which is in your control is process yeah. if you have patience if you have process you will get a good outcome over a long period of time which is again not in your control but you will like in uh, like like we have uh, this uh, saying from bhagavad gita right karm karo phal ki chinta mat karo that karm is the process yeah. right phal phal may come or not come That, that that's never in your control it's only the karma it's only the process that's in your control so you rather focus over there and reduce stress from your investing and focus on relationships focus on family focus on the work that you're doing focus on becoming a better version of yourself so these are better investments than i think stocks okay very great way to put it uh, vishal in fact coming now to the really last question you know you you are into full time investing you also blog you do podcasts and uh, i believe you also enjoy sketching which i think i learned only about 2 weeks back 
um so when you do have any spare time like what, what do you do in your spare time you know how do you unwind <laughs> these are ways to unwind so first thing first correction i am not a full time investor as i mentioned i don't want people to be full time investors i am more of a teacher i am more of a blogger i am more of a educator i am more of an illustrator than a investor investing is what uh, i do uh, when i have money from all these things which i do right and i save and I try to uh, invest sensibly so these are ways for me to unwind staying with my family all the time right uh, reading a lot writing a lot sketching a lot so these are ways for me to unwind i think i don't uh, think of finding ways i love traveling but uh, that is just an uh, external stuff something which i can do on a daily basis are these things which i can uh, which which actually help me unwind on just on a daily basis okay so sure. every day is a, every day is a weekend for me so <laughs> great bachal <laughs> yeah. thanks thanks so much for your time and uh, i i really enjoyed uh, talking to you same here malik same here look forward to this year listeners that's it for now thanks for tuning in if you have any personal finance questions you can email them to us at mintmoney@livemint.com or you can reach out to me on twitter my twitter handle is @malik_madhu that is M A U L I K underscore M A D H U. This was a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.